0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, December 13th, Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so we'll go over some baseball really fast, some obviously college basketball, the NBA, the college football season kind of ending, wrapping up, NFL, some golf, some major Formula One, and then some Olympic sports. So let's go. So we just haven't touched on any baseball news lately, so I figured I would bring up two things that I thought were interesting. Former MLB outfielder Yesel Puig has actually signed a $1 million one-year deal with a South Korean team for next season. So you may recognize his name as uh, Puig played in the majors, but actually hasn't appeared there since 2019. Also having to do with baseball is the Astros have done a monster deal with pitcher Justin Verlander. They have actually passed a $50 million deal for two years and Verlander had Tommy John surgery in 2020, but looks to be on track to hit the mound as of 2022. Let's review college basketball. What happened this week? Number one, Purdue was upset by a stunning buzzer beater by unranked Rutgers on Thursday. Rutgers forward Ron Harper Jr. hit the shot from just outside half court to win 70 to 68. Florida is no longer ranked after losing to more unranked teams in Texas Southern 69 to 54 on Monday and then again to Maryland on Sunday. Texas Tech snuck their way into the rankings at number 25 after beating number 13 Tennessee 57-52 in overtime. Number seven, Texas went down to number 23, Seton Hall, in a very close one, 64 to 60 in the Big East Big 12 battle. And on Saturday alone, let's go over the craziness that went down. Unranked Oklahoma put the beat down on number 12, the Razorbacks, 88 to 55, with a 48 point second half. Number nine, Alabama beat number 14, Houston, by one. Number 10 Kentucky lost to unranked Notre Dame 66 to 62. The Fighting Irish took the lead with 11.7 seconds to go. Number 21 Ohio State pushed number 22 Wisconsin out of the rankings after beating them badly 73 to 55. All of that was just on Saturday. And then on Sunday, number two Baylor made its claim for the top spot after beating number six Villanova 57 36 in a very low scoring game for Villanova in the Big East Big 12 battle. After that win, Baylor is now the number one team in the country. However, this is the fourth team to claim that top spot in just four weeks. So let's see if Baylor can break that trend of the number one team getting beaten the same week that they get ranked number one. Purdue was obviously this past week losing to Rutgers. So let's see. But Baylor only has to play Oregon this week. In NBA news, we are on record watch as Steph Curry is only seven three-pointers away from breaking Ray Allen's record ahead of tonight's game. He shot 16 three-pointers in last night's game alone, and he does regret that he couldn't have done it in front of his home crowd, so he wishes he had had those seven extra ones like we all would have. Ray Allen had 2,973 three-pointers in his career when he retired in 2014. Steph is obviously going to continue to go, so who knows when this record will stop. Kevin Durant on the Nets dropped the league's best of season so far with 51 points against the Pistons on Sunday. This is the eighth time he has scored over 50 points in his career, but his first with the new team of the Nets. He joins only Steph Curry as the only other player over 50 points this season. That's not the only thing KD dropped this week, though. He also dropped some curse words. I was going to say the F-bomb, but I actually don't know that he said the (laughs) F-word. So Kevin Durant was fined $25,000 for using profanity towards a fan in Atlanta on Friday night. The fan yelled, Durant, stop crying before you plainly see Kevin Durant turn around and using several expletives. Moving on to college football, there wasn't a lot of games obviously this weekend. There was only one and Navy beat Army in a huge upset of the armed forces this weekend. They won 17 to 13. Always take the under in an armed forces game. Navy was 3 and 8 while Army was 3 8 and 3, so it was an upset. So I won't spend a ton of time on college football. The coaching carousel does seem to be finally kind of coming to an end here. Oregon was in rumors to go after their former coach of Chip Kelly, who is currently at UCLA. However, they did hire Georgia's D.C. in Dan Lanning. So we'll see how that pans out. With all the changing of coaches, that means a lot of players are entering the transfer portal and recruits are committing. So I don't want to go over this in huge detail because this is very intricate, even for me. But I'll hit on some of the highlights. So Ohio State QB Quinn Ewers has recommitted to Texas. And yes, I said recommitted. Ewers, a Texas native, declared for the Longhorns originally when Tom Herman was still there. Before switching to Ohio State, cashing in, big time on NIL up there like for a 1.4 million dollar deal big and yet he hadn't even touched the field and then entered the transfer portal last week now he said he is set to return to Austin Ewers is an interesting dude to say the least he is a dyed bleach blonde mullet and the Longhorns are hoping some of that gusto transfers to the field sticking with the big 12 former OU QB and preseason Heisman favorite Spencer Rattler has transferred to South Carolina along with tight end Austin Stogner. After Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma, several players did declare for the transfer portal, and those were obviously two of them. However, it was believed that Spencer Rattler would go to the West Coast, so it goes to show that we know nothing. Texas A&M QB Calzada has also entered the transfer portal. Calzada was the starting backup QB until King got hurt very early in the season, and he actually started 10 games this season, and they were still ranked at the end. However, it doesn't look like he's going to get a whole lot of playing time, and so he went ahead and declared for the transfer portal. Also, Auburn QB Bo Nix and running back Tank Bigsby have also declared for the transfer portal, so we'll have to keep an eye on where they end up. Alabama QB Bryce Young is the big winner of the week, however. He is the 2021 Heisman Trophy winner. He is just a sophomore, and this gives Alabama back-to-back winners, as last year's Devontae Smith, their wide receiver, got the award. And in attendance in New York was Michigan defensive lineman Aiden Hutchinson and Ohio State QB C.J. Stroud, although Pitt's QB Kenny Pickett actually finished third in the votes. Speaking of Kenny Pickett, the NCAA has officially ruled that you cannot fake slide, which Kenny Pickett did in their game versus Wake. The refs said that they should declare the ball dead and end the play as the player in question is basically surrendering himself. And those plays will not be reviewable in the future. Moving on to the NFL, let's do the week. 14 recap the Vikings beat the Steelers despite Las Vegas having 21 points in the fourth quarter and attempting a game-winning play in the end zone the Browns beat the Ravens by two after a nice scoop and score by Miles Garrett the Chiefs rout the Raiders 48 to 9 that game was over by halftime though the score was 35 to 3 the Cowboys hang on to beat Washington despite being up 24 zip at half. It got a lot closer near the end. The Saints blew past the Jets, who didn't even score a touchdown in their 30 to 9 loss. The Lions win streak ends at one after they lost to the Broncos 38-10. The 49ers pulled out a overtime win, scoring a touchdown after the Bengals could only manage a field goal. The Bucks Bills game also went to overtime where Tom Brady pulled off an incredible long pass for a touchdown. This was his 700th in his career. Ahead of tonight's game, the Rams have been adding people to their COVID list, and they're not the only ones. Of the top headlines on ESPN Monday night, all but three of the eight were about COVID. The league had 37 positive tests on Monday alone. The Rams are 8-4, and four, while the Cardinals are 10-2, and two, so tonight's game ought to be really good. The Flames for NHL have also been postponing games the NBA is having COVID breakout issues this is sounding starting to sound scarily familiar okay moving on to Formula One it was the epic showdown we all wanted for the finale of the Formula One season so Mercedes driver Lewis Hamilton got off to a great start off the line despite losing pole position to Max Verstappen of Red Bull the drama started in the first lap when Verstappen tried to pass Hamilton, causing Hamilton to go off the track. Race direction then determined that not an investigation was not needed, meaning they deemed that Hamilton gave the advantage he gained in that runoff back. Red Bull was pissed, to say the least, and then Hamilton led for almost the entire race. And then on the 52nd lap of a 58-lap race, Latifi crashed, causing the safety car to come out. Now, when the safety car comes out this close to the end of a race, it normally would end behind the safety car. So the race would just, they have to stay the same. No one's allowed to pass. And the end result is just whoever is behind the safety car in that order. But Race Direction didn't want to let the race and the whole entire world championship be decided that way. So they did announce that the safety car would leave with one lap to go. However, that was the kiss of death for Hamilton. Verstappen was able to stop an extra time to get new tires while the safety car was out. So the reason why Hamilton couldn't do this is because he was in the lead. And so when he passed the pits, Verstappen actually stopped an additional time and was able to do that while still catching back up the next out lap around. So he got new tires and the race direction let all the lapping cars pass the safety car to go around to the back. Now that is normal, but it did happen a little bit later than normal Like, for instance, my husband was like, why are they not letting this happen? And then they did it eventually later. But that put Max Verstappen right behind Hamilton. And then with his better tires, it was not a surprise that he outbraked Hamilton to take the lead with only a couple corners to go. Mercedes did end up protesting the result, but they were denied. So Max Verstappen of Red Bull Racing is the world champion. Despite the results on Sunday, Hamilton is set to be knighted this week. So that's a nice little perk there. And Verstappen has already said he will run the number one plate on the car next year or the number one car. Remember, this is what I told you does normally happen, except that it hasn't been done since 2014 because Lewis Hamilton wanted to keep his number when he ran when he was world champion. What a crazy finish to just a great, thrilling Formula One season. In some quick Olympic news, Canada and the UK have joined the United States in their diplomatic boycott of the 2022 Games. So again, that means not sending any diplomats or, you know, government officials. Also, cyclist Mark Cavendish and his family were attacked by four burglars who entered their house at Knife point. Cavendish was home recuperating from a crash that caused him to break his ribs and puncture a lung later in the week, like earlier that week. The burglars stole two watches and some other items from the home, but they do believe the Essex authorities, as that's where his house is, believe that it was a targeted attack on him on purpose. But changing gears to Paris 2024, the organizing committee for Paris 24 has revealed that the Paris Games will feature a boat cruise parade of the athletes on the River Seine. The parade of athletes would open the opening ceremonies rather than it being at the end. This is important because it actually should let more athletes participate as a lot of the athletes who compete like the next day don't go to the opening ceremonies because they have to stand around and it just is hugely taxing on their bodies when they have to compete the next day in you know, one of the biggest competitions of their entire lives in the Olympic Games, so they're hoping that that will be a nice combat for that, and it'll be a nice change. This will also bring free admittance to everybody to get to see the parade of athletes. That would they are estimating about six hundred thousand spectators along the riverside. Moving along to what to watch this upcoming week, we have NBA games on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at six thirty on TNT on Tuesday and ESPN on Wednesday and Friday. The Warriors will play the Knicks at 6.30 p.m. on TNT on Tuesday, so you might want to keep a lookout for that, as that could be the game that Steph Curry breaks the three-point record. He normally averages about 4.5, I think is what it was, three-pointers per game, and that would put him over the record. As college football season has come to an end, college basketball season is definitely ramping up. There are a lot more games televised this week, especially this weekend. So, games start on Tuesday, and then only one game, ranked game, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But Saturday, there's a ton. There also is the CBS Classic on this weekend. So, some great games on CBS. For example, number five, Gonzaga will play Texas Tech, number twenty-five at noon on CBS. Also 15, Ohio State will play 21 Kentucky at four fifteen also on CBS. And later that night, number one, Baylor will play Oregon at nine PM on ESPN two. So we'll see if Baylor breaks that streak of the number one ranked team, newly ranked number one team getting upset that same week. That's their only opportunity to get upset. We end the week on Sunday with number 17 Texas playing at Stanford at 2 p.m. on ABC. College football bowl season is here. We start with the Bahamas Bowl, the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl, on Friday at 11 a.m. That's between Middle Tennessee and Toledo. It's on ESPN. But we actually do get some ranked games already starting this early. On Saturday, there are seven games, and two of them featured ranked teams, You. AB will play number 13 BYU in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl at 2:30 p.m. on ABC. Then number 23 Louisiana will play Marshall on Saturday night at 8:15 in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, also on ESPN. On the NFL side, on Monday Night Football this week we have the Rams at the Cardinals at 7:15 p.m. on ESPN. Thursday night features the Chiefs at the Chargers at 720 on Fox. Again, because college football season has kind of ended, we have Saturday games on NFL Network. There's two, one at 3.30 and one at 7:15. On Sunday, we have seven games at noon, depending on your geographical location And on Fox and CBS, the Bengals at the Broncos or the Falcons at the 49ers at 3.05 on CBS or at 3.25 on Fox, we have the Seahawks at the Rams or the Packers at the Ravens. The Saints at the Buccaneers will play at 7.20 on NBC Sunday night, followed by Monday of Christmas week, the Vikings at the Bears at 7.15 p.m. on ESPN. Y'all, this weekend, Tiger is After his car crash almost a year ago, it was thought that Tiger may never play golf again, but he will be playing in the PNC Championship this weekend with his son, Charlie. You can catch Tiger back in action at the PNC Championship this weekend. Saturday, it comes on Golf Channel at 1230, then switches over to NBC at 130. Sunday, similar schedule, except it goes to NBC at 1 p.m. We have one NHL game on TV this week. It's on Wednesday. It's the Seattle Kraken, which is a new team at the Anaheim Ducks, at 9 p.m. on TNT. A couple of Olympic sports on TV as well, starting Thursday with triathlon, all on NBCSN. We have speed skating Olympic trials for the United States team, short track That starts Friday and continues on to Saturday. Friday, it's on NBCSN starting at 7.30, and then it picks up again on Saturday at 4.30. We also have biathlon events on Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was a long one this week, guys. I apologize, but I wanted to give y'all as much on the Formula One race as possible because it was that good. If you have further questions, go check out the blog post that I did last week on the Formula One finale showdown. That should answer any questions. Also, plenty of other bowl games and televised events this week. So go check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. And hope to catch you all next week at the weekly update for Christmas week.